two this morning as you do dancing around drinking fucking uh, gin and tonics standard issue yeah. gin and tonics at two o'clock in the morning yeah, I was having Prosecco probably about uh, I don't even like Prosecco really but it just seems to be a thing now uh, I think Jack hates Prosecco oh, is he, uh, he, I didn't watch the whole videos yet <laughs> did he do it did he the sniper I know, I know he got um, he got to 58 so he, he fucking caned it fair play yeah. sniper Roos have, have put one up on us we've got to fucking sort it out that was there uh, they took the challenge down under and uh, attempted to eat 60 nuggets. But technically, technically, you didn't do it. No, Boys, you, 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 I mean, failed. I'm not saying, you, <laughs> you, you know, you, I mean, you clearly beat us. Do you know what? So I think I win more because I got to 40, right? And I wasn't too, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't too away from it. That's like coming fourth at the Olympics to me. Well, he ate more than you. He ate 18 more I, than I you. Come eight for the Olymp- I come eight for the Olymp- Olympics, right, in That's my mind, which basically means I knew I was going to be shit anyway. Mate, nearly 50% more but, than you. But, you know, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I'm <laughs> trying to outdo and, that. And Jack had beer doing it. He didn't just stick to Prosecco. He was no, lying yeah. on the floor. At yeah, the I know, yeah. I like, see him outside, yeah. yeah. Lying on well done, well yeah. done. Well done, lads, so well done. 1-0 to the sniper ruse. Well, someone else is having it now. I'm not Why sure. They've got to. Snipers have got to pass it on. All right. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, boys, that was uh, epic. Sorry, I missed it live, but I've been on a bit of a b- well. I say, yeah, I've been on a bit of a bender for a couple of days. <laughs> so, um, uh, I went to bed uh, on Friday night, pissed, and woke up after it had ended. I-, I wasn't very happy. No, I was. Uh, At least it's there then. You but can I, watch I, I it. immediately watched it straight yeah, away. Yeah, obviously, you got, got it. Got straight onto it. So, boys, well done. But who's next? Yeah. Who's next? Who's next? Or, or what is the next challenge? Is there? Is well, no there one's done. No one's done it yet. No. But what I mean is, does does because we put that challenge down? Does that mean the sniper is going to put one down? Well, it's morphing every time. So the next <laughs> one's just going to be like someone's <laughs> going to probably carnage. actually die. It's probably like you need to jump off a crane and land in a puddle and see if you survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to do it while, while while rubbing chilies in your eyes. You got to eat sixty nuggets while free fall into the earth from an aeroplane. Yeah, why not? You know what I mean. Um, Keep the nuggets involved, obviously. Have you got anyone <laughs> you need to say hello to? Yeah. I mean, I was thinking you might as well say hello to your mate Klitschko, who you haven't oh, replied yeah, to. Oh, Klitschko, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I didn't reply to him, you know. What happened? He lost. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I left him a message after the... You um, tweeted him a, like I a year ago. Literally, I literally have not been on um, Twitter, mine, because I don't really go on social media that much except for Facebook. Um, and that's just really just look at either you know, someone sticking needles in their eyes for the videos, you know, I mean, fighting through a, a trombone, you know, that sort of shit. Cup of girls, one cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a funny one actually, um, <laughs> um, not on Facebook, but I got sent a video. Uh, Geezer with two dicks, which I thought was. That's a classic. Brilliant. It was a classic. It was one on top of the other, so it wasn't sideways. So so it's sort of over and under job, so not side see, by side. Yeah, just at, at work, we, we've talked about this before at work. Not about this video, but wonder what it'd be like to have two cocks and what would be the best position to have them. <coughs> would it be better to have them next to each other, like left and right well, or above and below? And one of my, my colleagues at the time went straight away, <laughs> straight away, without thinking, went definitely um, above and below. Well, yeah, I would. Yeah. That's the way I just, Yeah. Have my uh, genitalia configured yeah. if I was able to have two penises. Yeah, um, you got it, yeah, because it completely made sense. He, he said it straight away, right? Uh, <laughs> like like he, he's already thought about it, right? And it makes sense, you know? Why would you have it sideways when you can have one, 
One in the brown, one in the pink. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was. I knew it. I knew it, but I wasn't going to say anything. For how long? Oh god. So other than Klitschko, you got no one to say hello to. No. Yeah, Klitschko. But basically, I messaged him saying because I, I wanted him. To be honest, I wanted Joshua to win at first, and then <laughs> and then I did. No, I did because I thought, well, you know, British and all that. But Klitschko put up a proper Racist. fight, didn't they? Put a proper proper fight, and he was he was a mega sportsman at the end. I, when he was talking at the end, it made me. I don't know why I went on Twitter and did it, but it made me write to him. Cause you I, was like, I think you, if, you know, if I was, I think I said if I was twenty years younger, you'd have inspired me or something like. There's something yeah, but you're not like inspiring me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't you was. It was something like twenty years life. ago. You've been and right. He replied saying, "Sort of cheers." And I put know. it on the I put it on um, over the thing. What I can't remember. Book face. Face fuck. That's it. Yeah, it's on that. So yeah. have a look for you to. Uh, yeah, man. Marvel. At Sorry, everyone. I'm just getting my coat off. If you're just wondering what was going on there. I want to say hello to. Who have I got to say hello to? Hang on. The uh, world. Oh yeah, Ian Harrison and Greg uh, Richards on on Twitter. Sup, dudes. Also, Aliki. Hello, Hossie. Big Rossi. Hello, and uh, Dave. Hello. Sup, Dave. Um. Uh, oh yeah. This is what I was going to mention. Yeah. I was going to just rattle on with an episode there, but I'm not going to no. because uh, this. I want to talk about this. Bearing in mind, slightly hungover and a little bit drunk still. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about some mad shit in the intro now. Okay. But I want everyone's opinion on this. Because last year, and I didn't talk about it. I put it on the Facebook page, so you all, if you've seen it. But um, last year, I think it was late last last December, really late on in the year, the um, on front page of the New York Times was um, an article about UFOs. Um, whatever the fuck they are, I don't know. Uh, and basically, it's the the contents of the of the article was going along the lines of the uh, U.S. government and Pentagon admit that they're real, that they uh, don't know what they are. Yeah, but the Americans are fucking nutcases. Yeah, but no, but hear it out, right? So the U.S. government said it's real. They're flying about. They released footage from like two F-18 Super Hornets that were like the footage is quite quite nuts. They say they've got metal alloys recovered from UFOs. That's yeah. what they've said. That's the government have said that. I think it's okay. I think it's what a game. F- I think it's a game. That's what I, I still think it's a game with Russia. I think they just always say shit like that because I don't know what it is with the American and Russian military. They always try and one up each other, even though they're not fighting each other or anything. They always want to have the better stuff. I know everyone wants the better stuff, but, uh, yeah, but especially between Russia and America, they're always having little bickers at each other a bit, aren't a, they? What a bizarre thing to say. And then when you, but not only that, if you look at the footage that was released, and there's apparently more that's going to be coming out, um, it, it it shows fighter pilots intercepting something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on a routine training exercise off, off, I think it was called, like the boat was called, the carrier was called the Nimitz. And they're flying the these. The Nimitz? Yeah, the Nimitz. Is okay. just like, whatever. And uh, they were flying these um, Hornets out off the coast of California and um, doing a, on a training exercise, whatever. And they got radioed that there was a, I think it was called a real world task, which basically means this isn't a drill. This is actually something we want you to do. Yeah. And they gave them like a heading or whatever. So these guys are flying over and they, they get towards where this radar lock is. And there's something on the surface just underneath the surface of the ocean. And there's waves breaking over the top of it. And they don't know what the fuck that thing is. They're like, what? It's a bit mm. weird. So they do whatever they do, turn around to get a better look. And then they see what they described, and you can see it in the video, and this is them, this is all coming straight out from the Pentagon. This is not like Farmer Giles. Mm. This is the military. Yeah. And, they, and they describe what the pilot saw was a 40-foot-long white tic-tac object that was moving around erratically. Maybe it was a tic-tac. It could be. Who knows? <laughs> Who Maybe knows? They, has anyone put a tic-tac in water? Do they swell up? 
as much if it's rolled <laughs> up to that big, the size of an That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? But this thing, though, it, it, um, it, they locked onto it, and they, they were like, you can see it's on like the, one of the world's most powerful weapons locking system thingamajigs called a Raytheon, something or other. Yeah, yeah. And they, it was on infrared, and they're locking onto it, and they're, they're like moving the plane round to try and get a better look at it, and then it starts mirroring the planes. It's like copying them exactly. So right. the pilot put the plane into like a, an aggressive maneuver to cover ground quicker mm. to get to it, uh, and at that moment it just it fucked off. Um, and then they had to, they re-incepted it at a later day, a later point during that sortie, and it was hovering at twenty two thousand feet in the air, and you can see it on the camera, and it starts rotating, and these guys are like, you can hear in the voice, they're like, what the, they're like, shocked, well, yeah. they don't yeah. know what it is, and they said there's a fleet of them, um, and somewhere around that point, one of the people from a, I'm not sure if it was the Nimitz, it might have been another uh, boat in the ocean that was conducting tests, actually radioed to them and said, listen, we've been picking these things up on radar coming down at 80,000 feet to sea level. But the radar ceiling height of these boats is 80,000 feet. So, so whatever these things were, down they're coming from above 80,000 into the radar and heading down to the ocean. They so say they come down, they move around erratically, hover at 20,000 feet or something, and then just shoot off. I've been watching them for days, weeks. And uh, these guys try to approach it. And you can see it on the footage. It goes from nothing. So they've been doing it for ages as yeah. well. It's not like, a, like it happened there and then and they just... Yeah, 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 yeah. They, the, the, the people who were... Uh, conducting tests or in charge of the boats whatever top top dudes they'd been they were aware of it but the normal regular pilots or whatever hadn't got a clue do you know what i think it was i think it might have been the (laughs) aliens coming down like to see the nug for nug challenge to be honest it was in 2004 well maybe they were time travelers well Well, they're gonna be aren't they you know what i mean they've got to be i reckon technically they've just they've heard it through the you know universe and they've come down to watch it i want to know what they are it's weird man giant Fucking Tic Tacs, we've already talked about this. Because it's not like... Which swell up. It's not an... A- how, when, how do we know it's alien? This, well, no Why one's saying be. that. Could be Russia. Well, the pilots b- did say as well that this, this is... They said that... The guys who saw it said that this is not from that, this world. How he knows that, I don't know. Because you can't tell that. You just know that it's a fucking mad thing flying around that you, you don't understand. Mm. Um, it could. Be, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but they've admitted that that they're real. So essentially, there's an admission that there are machines operating in our skies that don't seem to come from any known source within on the Earth, and we have absolutely no way to to stop them. And apparently one of these things could run through the whole of the US military, that's what the pilot said. One of them. Well, I hope hope that it's true. It is true. They've admitted it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I I could say, though, I could say anything. I could say that bed hovered. And written down on a piece You're of paper true. in 2004, and then I'll go. Well, yeah, it was mental, and then you know, you're taking that as truth. But I hope, I hope it is true. Well, because uh, I'd, right. li- I'd like to be able to know that there's aliens here. How do you know it's aliens? It's just well, whatever it's it is, confirmation yeah, that something's happening. People yeah. are seeing things in the sky. So that's uh, but but you know what? We know that. I mean, we've talked about it for mi- many episodes. We know they lie. We know governments lie. So why would we want to believe them here? Are, you, are we only believing them because we want it to be real? Mm. I mean, I don't know. But what do you think, guys? Have a look at that article and let me know because it's an admission of weird shit that is happening. Yeah. And they also admitted that there's a um, a secret agency that was within the government that was set up to monitor threats from out of space. This is what they said. This isn't like that some... That wouldn't surprise me, though. Well, yeah, Especially the like rocks or something, couldn't yeah. it? Make you yours. Yeah. There was something I was watching or someone told me, I can't remember. It was a while back. Um... It was, I'm trying to remember what it was called, what they called them. They, they they reckon there was two or three um inter inter space um 
personnel. So basically, oh, uh, yeah, like I've heard police in space or something like that. Non-terrestrial officers. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking know. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Let us know, guys, what you think. Um, I think it's. I hope it'd be cool if it is true. Um, let's go. Let's do an episode. Yeah, man. Fucking hell, man. This I'm stumbling around here. This is what happens when you go out drinking. You're all right. Yeah, I'm. I'm fine. And I'm not. That's probably because um, I got to bed about three in the morning. So <laughs> you're fine then. Should yeah. we get new? And I was drinking gin and tonics. Well, like I say, I start off prosecco, hit the beer, then right because <laughs> prosecco, like I say, just seems to be drinking it for some bizarre reason. I don't even like it. You know what I mean, but I can ne- I can neck a bottle of it. It's crap. I hate it. But it's good. Though it's for like a pop. It's like it's like like a shit pop. That's what it tastes like to me. Like roller cola. Yeah. And then I was drinking <laughs> beer. Then I was drinking vodka and cokes. Then I was drinking gin and tonics. Uh, what else was I having? Everything by the sounds of it. Yeah, it's good. It was a good night, and I was dancing in the in the front room at two in the morning. <laughs> I was out cold. I think at that point, crying. <laughs> uh, let's do an episode. Let's fucking do it, man. Motherfuckers! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, boy. Right, so we're going to get nuked out of our tits today. Are we? What? We, um, <laughs> well, you know, just atomic coffee. chain reactions. Oh, okay. We are drinking vast amounts of coffee here. It's, it's a probably, litre each. It's probably about a litre a cup, isn't it, we're drinking? A litre cup of coffee each. And this is like my third or fourth this morning. That's probably why I don't feel that bad. It's, this is going to go downhill then, isn't it? Because I'm feeling bad, you're feeling good. <laughs> I'm feeling good, yeah. I've, like I said, I've had about three or four proper coffees before coming here, and then there's shit coffee here. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> right then, people. Uh, the Manhattan Project and um, the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh, really interesting to to research, actually. I didn't really know a lot about it, so, um, y- you know, if, if I get bits wrong... Don't shoot me. This is like a pointer, a tester, a taster. Just, you know, do your own research, kids. Yeah. So, essentially, militarily speaking, when you think about it, there were two distinct periods of time last century. There was a time before the bomb, the atomic bomb was dropped, and then there was a time after, and they are not the same times. Tactics changed. You couldn't... You couldn't conduct yourself the same way that you did before, Mm. even in battlefields or even, like, around a, a negotiating table. Okay. If someone's got a fucking big banger that they can chuck at you, you're <laughs> fucked. Yeah. And this is what we found. Especially after they dropped the first one. It's a, it's a game changer, isn't it? Straight away. Yeah, basically. yeah. Because it's like using... Um, Why didn't they drop it at the very beginning? <laughs> <laughs> Before it all kicked off, it wouldn't have kicked off then. Yeah, it would have just stopped it, you know. Kicked Before it, it kicked off, yeah. <laughs> Come on, mate. Because <laughs> it, like, it didn't really matter now. Because like, people before can have huge numbers of, of troops like in far-off strategic locations like using conventional weapons, mm. tanks, aeroplanes, whatever. But that didn't, that doesn't matter. So if you wanted to be a big player on the world stage, you needed nuclear weapons. Well, that's how the people that ran the world, the leaders of various governments and commanders-in-chiefs, that's how they saw it. Well, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Basically, you, you, 
it's how I'd see it. You look like you're fanning around on, on the floor, shooting and not really getting anywhere. And then you, you might get forward a little bit and then you start. But it, you just get a plane and drop one of them fuckers. It wipes the whole area out. It's you don't even need any of your troops to be <laughs> there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly just walk in. Well, maybe not. But they did because they didn't know, obviously, the damage it causes. But you could fucking, there you go. Gone. There we go. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because nobody had ever had a, um, a, a, like a weapon that had the power to not only destroy an entire city or cities, it, they could destroy countries. Why would you struggle your bollocks off, right, trying to open up a door, just say, right, when you can get someone else to do it? <laughs> That's <laughs> the nuke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I see it. It does a lot of it heavy lifting. It blows the door off the hinges, you it, know what I mean? There is no door left. Yeah, exactly. It's uh yeah it's um I mean no one's no one ever had that power at the time it it is literally godlike you know de- detonating atomic bombs created as as some people remarked at the time a second sun in the sky yeah. filled with fire that vaporized imagine, the entire imagine cities. Imagine being there and seeing it. Sh- well, we've got some if reports. you could survive. You yeah, know I mean? we've got some reports. Imagine just imagine because I I know they got threatened, didn't they? Um, the Japs got threatened with um was it not? Yeah, we're gonna drop a big bomb on you, and they literally thought it was just a. A bigger version of a, a normal bomb. I just thought it was a slightly bigger grenade or something. But it's, it was like different worldly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it literally Armageddon, literally. Yeah, it was. We can we can make you all disappear now. We're, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to make you all disappear now. Not only that, you're going to be everyone who is does survive and is having kids and whatnot. They're all going to be fucked for yeah, generations. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing, and that kind of like it's the aftermath, which is worse, really. Well, that's it. The aftermath, like the ramifications of dropping that, has got to be thoroughly thought through by one dude really the president yeah. he's going to make the, I mean he's getting but the, he, he but the thing is they didn't know about the radiation being so much of a trouble did they they had ideas but I mean they because they tested it they'd done one live test before the um, you know well yeah. one, before they actually dropped the fucker um, but they had an idea nobody really realised imagine doing that test and you don't know what's going to happen Someone obviously has worked it out. Uh, Einstein or whatever it was, it was him who basically invented it, wouldn't it? Would have known the damage it would have caused. Yeah. And he would have come across and went, there you go, we've got this idea, make this. And he's gone, yeah, that's fine. And they go, we're going to drop it and test it. And you go, mate, you know, with fireworks, where you stand back like <laughs> f- four metres, this one's like one of them Chinese ones where you need to be about half a mile away. Oh, mate, under arrest. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Do, like I'm doing that in firework terms. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, this one's ridiculous, mate. You need to get a lot further back than you think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. These are yeah. not fucking small bangers. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man, as a president, it's it's difficult. I mean, it's a very tense time having one of these weapons on one side. Yeah. I mean, everybody knew, all sides involved in World War II, that everyone was trying to at least gain access and develop their own atomic weapon. They had to back then because a decisive weapon um, being deployed that can destroy infrastructure and bring a country to its knees you can't be vulnerable against that you have to fix up look sharp yeah. and get your fucking shit in line otherwise you're gonna get a get a get a, a fisting, fisting yeah, yeah. and that's what happened so a double fisted so after the war when this had happened um there was a mad rush for for nuclear weapons everybody that had the ability to develop them did well yeah i can imagine everyone's going fuck that would basically stop this war which has been going on for so long look at what it's done we're getting reports on this and that they go we fucking need to all make these now yeah if them cunts have got it we need them well that's it so so now we're in a world full of nuclear weapons but at the time like conversely america also found in its, itself in a position that no other country in recorded history had ever been in because they could uh, as was feared by a lot of people at the time uh, end the Soviets. I mean, they really could. The atom bomb was... I mean, they could just bomb the shit out of them if they wanted to. Yeah, they could have, yeah. If, if you're so vulnerable, what can you do? 
if I choose to nuke yeah, before you, you're you're before we, now you've only just worked out that we've got it because we've dropped one. They go, what the fuck's that? You've got to try and make that now. Yeah. Well, you can't defend from, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, no one's giving out any information. You know what I mean? And like you say, the Americans could have just gone bam, bam. But they could have took over basically the world. Really. Yeah, they could have rolled if they, out if they had enough. Um, Enough of them at the time. They could have just gone. Do you know what? Fuck this. We'll have it all. Yeah, they, they could have done. They could have rolled I out. I want the it all. <laughs> <laughs> they could have just nuked them, and that would have been it. But they knew that that was not a. It's basically, they'd be turning into like the Nazis. They wouldn't they doing that because it's basically going. Well, we've got them. Now, nah, fuck it. We'll go for Poland. It's like you know. That's basically how it kind of rolled, isn't it? You know what I mean? Well, they just had, keep going. Well, they had plans to to do it. The they, Americans did. Yeah, yeah. They, did they? Yeah, they were just <coughs> going to roll it out, but they quite rightly chose uh, chose chose not to. Fucking dirty bastards. I think it's because they were very wary about the suspicion on them because of they had they had <coughs> they had the bomb. They needed to limit yeah. the suspicion because if you if you've got a bomb, the, uh, the, like you're saying, the only people I can I can imagine them doing it wouldn't have been like take over the world. It'd be get out the 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 uh, threats. So like you say, the Soviets. They might have just gone, fuck that, do that. You know what I mean? And maybe somewhere else, like, I don't know, I'm just going to say Turkey. You know what I mean? No reason. Just just saying them as a, a threat, because they are. Because <laughs> they, they know they are. They got, the, they got. I think they've got the second biggest military in the world. What? Turkey, have you? Really? Seriously? You're going to have to I'll, fact check I'm that. Gonna, I'm telling you. What, bigger than North Korea and or China? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I, I'm going to find out right now. But, yeah. Oh, what the fuck have I got those? <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Very know. professional, isn't it? Um, let me find out. You, you can't talk. I'll carry on. I'll carry on. Right. So, um, essentially, d- the dropping of this bomb, the development of, of atomic weapons, was a, a, a massive turning point in the history of mankind. So, what events led up to the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Could it have been avoided? And what actually happened to the cities when they were bombed? I suppose we better start, before Rob comes back in, um, by explaining how the Nazis and the Soviets were desperately trying to develop their own atomic <coughs> Here bomb. Here we go. Sorry. Come The Turkish armed forces collectively rank as the second largest standing military in NATO. Re- oh, in NATO. Yeah. <coughs> After the US. Yeah. All right. So they are the second biggest, basically. Yeah. In Yeah. Okay. But yeah. to Tur- you wouldn't think that, would you? You could still run Turkey are ready to fucking roll. Nah, they've got a lot of manpower. They're trying to do the old Nazi business. They're keeping it quiet and they <laughs> start attacking. <laughs> I'm watching you, Turkey. <laughs> Your Rob's like Churchill. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be present, present Prime Minister soon. I'll be, I'll, I'll be the historian <laughs> who's just gone, you've just got the second biggest army, you're going to take over the world. Carry on, Tom, sorry. We might have to nuke them. Yeah, we're we're only joking, Turkey. We love you. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't do that. I want to go on the holiday. Over there. I want to have lots of turkeys for uh, dinner. So they, they don't come from there, though, do they? Well, why do they call turkeys turkeys? And why is turkey called turkey? I don't know. There's a lot of questions. I, I mean, There's lots of turkeys going on there. I'm just a quivering, hungover man <coughs> in the corner. A lot of questions I don't know I the wonder, answer to. Yeah, I wonder if a turkey is named after turkey. Or is a turkey... Or is turkey named after a turkey? Ah! Answers on a postcard. Yeah, well, send or us. Or just, just, just make it some bollock story, everyone, actually. That would be can, quite if funny. You, if you have got answers, you want to send them on a postcard. I'd like a postcard. Maybe that would be Turkey. quite cool, actually, yeah. yeah. Maybe Turkey people can tell us, Turkey people. So, okay. Are they made of Turkey? <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on, sorry. So what we're going to try and do now is explain what led up to the, um, the dropping of the bomb and why the uh, USA was working like mad fools on the Manhattan Project, which led up to the to the first working atomic weapon. We're not going to spend a lot of time recounting the war. That's another show in itself. Uh, yeah. So we're just going to focus on the atomic race and the first use of the weapon. Um, I'm not an expert on World War II, like I say, so if I fuck anything up, 
just fucking bear with me. So Hitler's pursuit of atomic weapons. Not, not unsurprisingly, the Nazis had um, an atomic weapons program and and a develop development research program. Yeah, it was known as the the Uranium Society or Club Uranium, and it was set up in 1939, shortly after the discovery of nuclear fission, which happened the previous year in 1938. And it was actually fission was discovered by a German scientist called Otto Hahn. So the Nazis had had really got it from conception here. They'd figured it out yeah. that it was possible and they should have exploited, um, but they didn't. Yeah, they, they reckon, don't they reckon, if um, <coughs> military-wise, uh, they, they actually should have won the war? Yeah. They they were, they had a lot of ideas. The problem um, is, is where they were located was the problem because they were basically surrounded. Yeah. And obviously they, they spread out, but then they were still surrounded. So that's what kind of fucked them. If you listen to our episode on Fukushima and actually the Sniperoos have done one on uh, Chernobyl, there's some explanation on how energy is released in the process of nuclear fission. But here's a quick sort of Robots for Eyes rendition of what the fuck's going on. I'm not sure yeah. if you ask Jack <coughs> from Sniperoos, he'll tell you as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so nuclear fission, it cr- creates a lot of energy. I mean, we're not surprised about that. No. Uh, about an atom of a radioactive chemical element, that's the important bit, whether that be like plutonium or, or uranium, uh, is split into smaller atoms by bombarding it with neutrons. Now, this gives off a shitload more energy, and this energy is used to unleash more energy, destroying other atoms right next it's to like it. It's like a chain reaction. It's an atomic chain reaction, yep. literally splitting everything that's near it atomically. Um, atoms contain a huge amount of energy, and as a byproduct of this chain reaction, you get radiation, which will kill you. You'll get intense heat, which, which will kill, kill you. you. You'll get intense pressure, which will kill you. <laughs> you know, everything... So, will if you survive the heat, you've got a chance as well... You're gonna die from pressure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got a lot. If you survive that, just you need to like run the world. Yeah, you, you can't. <laughs> it's yeah, not it's gonna. Impossible. So this scientific breakthrough, knowing how to release more energy than was in an instant than was ever thought possible, what did we do? We weaponized it. Um, the pursuit of a working weapon by all sides was seen as number one priority, and nothing was more important. Uh, whoever got this first wins. It's just it's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. It's that decisive. And um, there's a lot more to nuclear fission, as I'm sure you'll you'll all be aware. But uh do your own research. So if you really want to know what the fuck is going on during an atomic chain reaction, into Google's just fucking find out. Yeah, there'll be some loads of geeky things and yeah. all that shit. So as we know, Hitler was a bit of a cunt. Um he I was think he was misunderstood. He was a, ba- <laughs> <laughs> he no, was a bastard. He was a proper, proper cunt. And this a class A cunt, I'd say. This cuntiness actually fucked him up in so many ways. Proper cuntish. His ruthless persecution caused many brilliant scientists and engineers and mathematicians. Yeah, amazing mathematicians. It caused a lot of their bright minds to flee because they were thought they were going to be killed persecuted for religious beliefs, whatever their background was. So they fled Germany. Yeah. And this inadvertently supplied the Allies with the dudes that they needed yeah, to, build, for yeah, instance. to build the weapon. So this is one of his first mistakes, getting rid of the people that you need to fucking yeah. do this. And he also lost a lot of great minds to, to battle, like in combat. It's not a particularly good uh, set of events that occurred. There yeah. were so many great minds lost that there was actually, I found out, um, a lost generation of physicists. By the end of World War Two. if you were a dude into science and you were born between 1915 and 1925, it basically didn't exist. They were oh, all right. You just kind of fled because of persecution yeah. or being killed in combat. 
So this is you, you you're losing massive amounts of brain power here, which is exactly what you needed. Yeah. Fucked yourself. Ever and well, nevertheless. In hindsight, isn't it? It's one of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Hitler could come back from where he his place in Argentina, as we know, that's where he went now. Antarctica. Um, and you go, in hindsight, I should have just looked after them ones, even <laughs> though I didn't like them because of their race. Because that's basically what it was, wasn't it? Should have used their brain power. Yeah. So the project moved forward in development with several plants constructed to build atomic refineries, like centrifuge, um, heavy water manufacturing plant, all the shit that you needed to construct the materials to required to produce uranium. Because, you know, th- th- this this technology didn't even exist. Mm. This is how how much of the bottom of the hill they were at. They had to fucking climb a lot. You don't just build an atomic bomb. It's a complicated process that involves things that don't exist. Yeah. There was a lot to figure out. No one had done this before. Uh, it required a lot of money and huge amounts of funding was required. Now, at the time, one of the most precious commodities you had was money. You needed the money to build the war machine. You can't make more money. They tried, mm. but it fucked them over. Yeah. This was a, mi- a major problem. The immediate demands of the war on Germany at the time, like they, they needed huge amounts of tanks, guns, planes, like rations for fucking millions of troops, infrastructure, bullets, fuel, uniform. You get the picture. Money yeah. was needed within the fundamentals of the war machine. It simply wasn't there in the amounts required to make good progress in an, in the atomic bomb's development. And if you combine that with Western allies sabotaging shit at every available opportunity and bombing key Nazi economic infrastructure, slowing shit down more, costing more money, the project really didn't get past the basic development stage. It also required a shitload of people, people that were needed elsewhere, Mm. They could have diverted everything that they needed, but it seems that it might have put Germany in a worse position. Right. Like you were saying, they were su- almost like they were surrounded. Mm. If they pulled resources and pulled funds and pulled people back to concentrate on developing this, they would have suffered elsewhere in the combat theatre. That's why Hitler didn't do it. And also, you've got to remember, though, the bombing runs carried out by us on Germany had the same type of devastation as the early atomic blasts, except yeah. we did it with t- with uh, conventional weapons. Yeah, did it with uh, clean bombs. Yeah, yeah, we we just levelled cities, basically. Right, yeah. <coughs> they just didn't have the nuclear fallout, and like, you know, the burns and shit that went through massive yeah, swathes of people. Basically, you just get an exploded building, and, and then that's all right after. Yeah. You're not going to melt and have great <laughs> for 14 eyes or something, or, you know, and lose a limb. So all, these, all this bombing that we were doing is just keeping them back, man. They, they couldn't, get a foothold up. They couldn't get a run up the ladder in the pursuit of an, an exotic weapon. Um, you know, th- there was also no such thing as trying to keep civilians safe back then. So we would just bomb the life out of the place. And yeah. like, they do it they back do, to yeah. us. Well, yeah. It's, that's well, kind of how it ro- rolled, didn't it? And there's so many... It can't, there's, th- you know, they, they kind of didn't really want to kill civilians. But they that's what they said. Yeah. I'm saying that with a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But they just fucking just done it anyway. But every, every side just... They need to score. Collateral. That's just what happens, you know what I mean? It was it's war. Um, it was getting mean? like it's war of <laughs> biblical proportions. Mm. It was like we can't afford to like not kill five thousand innocent people because if we don't, well, as we'll, we'll just, I mean, this goes straight back into why they bombed Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah. They had <coughs> to do it. Had to do it almost. Uh, but there's also because of the Nazis were like we were saying, 
researching atomic weapons. They were researching a lot of crazy, a lot of crazy shit. Mm. Mad, mad. Like they invented, I think they invented the electron microscope. They were doing work into lasers. They were very far out, but they were spread. All their research was spread out, and their funding was spread out over a lot of areas. And I think that's what fucked them up. Yeah. They should have concentrated on. But we could do an episode on just exotic weapons um, yeah. that the Nazis were trying to develop. Um, also, something else that played into our hands and against the Nazis is the Nazis didn't have an effective delivery system. Like, they lacked long-range bombers, so they couldn't actually get... That was a bomber flying over, that was. <laughs> they couldn't get the bomb out to its desired target at a distance. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, for instance, the B-29 bomber that the US used to deploy the atomic bomb is rumoured to have cost more than the atomic bomb itself. So right. there's more on that later. I've got the figures. So Hitler was fighting war with an old school mentality as well. He um, he had the, he if he'd had foresight and seeing how having this type of weapon he could have crushed the enemy completely and could have quite easily won the war and potentially taken over the world. I think he would have rerouted funds to the development of the uh, of the nuclear bomb. Yeah. And how different would it been today? If he well, got yeah. hold of that, it would have been fucked. Oh yes, definitely. If he like you say in hindsight, but if he realised what could be done, obviously he didn't because I don't realise what's going to happen in the next two years. Yeah, you know what I mean. Then, then he would have. I imagine he would have gone. Yeah, we need to do this. It, it, it sort of all boiled down to like, like it'd be like literally just fortify, get that done, then we were right then. Yeah, it, it kind of boiled down to he didn't like huge amounts of money being on spent on on research programs that what that weren't delivering. A, uh, Quickly, yeah. So he'd be spending hundred. Well, you'd be spending billions, yeah, and not necessarily getting a weapon for years. No, he just didn't have the resources. No, so he, he, he just stopped trying basically. But the Allies, they didn't know this at the time, and had to assume that the Nazi program was making good progress because you'd be a fool not to. Well, yeah, if they're just c- causing carnage, you think that yeah they're going to be on it. And you they think so because they because the Allies are doing it. You think well, if we're doing it, they're definitely doing it. Can we afford to be wrong? Yeah, exactly. We can't, we can't. We have to pursue it, and that, it's quite right, quite rightly so that you got to do that. Because if Hitler had the bomb, if he developed the atom bomb first, he would have a hundred percent of of nukes it anywhere. He would have hit us. Yeah, he would have gone for everyone. He would have been. I mean, um, England would have been a target without a doubt. Yeah, because they were desperate, he, he, he to, get desperate to get England. Weren't they? London yeah. and Birmingham, Manchester and Liverpool were all potential targets. All cities that had major military hardware that was being constructed. Seaports would have been rendered. I mean, the Spitfire was predominantly made here in Birmingham. Uh, they caused the Nazis a right headache in, in dogfights. Birmingham would have been a top priority. Yeah. No well, diggity kind of doubt. Was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Coventry, Birmingham would have been battered to fuck. Yeah. Well, it was, basically. Wasn't it? Co- Coventry was, but yeah. with a nuke, it would have, they would have definitely dropped them. They, they would have rolled them out. They would have just rolled them out. I mean, the first thing they would have done, wouldn't it? They would have gone, right, what's the most... Um, where can we strike military of the enemy hard? And they'd go, Coventry, Birmingham... They'd probably go to France, somewhere like Paris or wherever, wherever it is. They'd just go to the main ones, drop them on them, and they'll just walk in then. I, uh, I drive past Spitfire Island um, most days, and people listening to this haven't got a fucking clue what that is. But um, it's a statue of, of Spitfire, strangely enough, on a, on a traffic island. It's outside the old Jaguar Land Rover car factory where they used to make the planes. Um, I think Gran used to work there, didn't she? Um, I, don't, I can't remember. But it seems far away, this, like, the potential, you know, the war and the combat that happened in the skies over our heads. And it seems a long, long way away, a, a distant memory, you know, of a potential nuking of us. But that shit's fucking so close, man. Yeah. 
It's so close. Like, there's bomb holes up in the park, isn't there? Couple there's of lots of bomb holes in the park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There is like three, craters. Yeah, three craters. miles away from here. There's Nazi bomb holes, yeah. bomb holes <laughs> that we used to ride our bikes. Nazi in. Nazi bomb holes still there. Uh, it's but <laughs> there, there is lots of bomb craters, like everywhere in the park. Yeah, so, you know, you probably, I imagine, there's probably. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised loads. if there's close to fifty or even more. Uh, well, and, um, and that's just in the certain park. And then you got to remember as well, they found that fucking unexpl- unexploded World War Two bomb by the side of the motorway, basically in the city centre. Mm. It was a Nazi bomb yeah, last yeah. year. They just found lying around. Yeah, in Aston. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Uh, Hannah's grand also. She told me that um, you could tell the Nazi bombers were in the sky because um, of the sound they made. She said it wasn't like a like a like a propeller noise. If that's a propeller noise for an plane. she said it was like a pulse. Like if we heard oh, right, that okay. noise, you knew the Nazis. Up. She said it was terrifying knowing that they were overhead somewhere in the night sky trying to kill you. Because that's what they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got a spare thought for the people in the Middle East, though, haven't you? Because yeah. they hear that shit every day. Yeah, they're kind of used to it now, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They probably just go, oh, yeah, that's an American fucking N245 bomber <laughs> with two pilots in, I can hear. <laughs> but there were rumours that the Nazis did have a small tactical uh, nuclear weapon and in fact tested it on March the 3rd, 1945. It allegedly destroyed an area of about 500 square metres, killing several hundred prisoners of war in a concentration camp. But I, I, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, so they're, they're basically their programme. They looked into it. It didn't really get off the ground because they were kind of fucked. They had to divert funds and resources and knowledge to other other places and they'd also killed a lot of people that could have built it for them because they're just wankers. So, the Soviets under Stalin, they had orders to build their own atomic weapons but it was fucking shit. I mean, it was just terrible it basically didn't exist but it, but what's really interesting is it was sh- it like a chinese firework you know the ones with the bug rolls i think a, chi- I think a chinese <laughs> firework would be more effective yeah it, would, it definitely would have hurt you more because they didn't have anything oh right okay. <laughs> but it, it's strange how breakthroughs in technology seem to happen spontaneously yet independently because whilst this was going on during the war mm. three you know three countries three the germans the americans uh, you know and the soviets we're trying to get this one particular thing that didn't yet exist. It, it appears at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's strange how technologies just crop up all around. But yeah. I don't know. <coughs> I thought it was a bit weird. Um, but yeah, anyway, the, the uh, Soviets, they toyed with the concepts on the drawing board, but it didn't really push for a working weapon until they, I think because they thought it was just something that they couldn't achieve. Yeah. They didn't push for an b- a actual functional bomb um, until intelligence from Soviet spies in the U.S., told Stalin that they have an active weapons program uh, called the Manhattan Project, but obviously we'll get more on that later on. And by the time they had realised that through spies, they were so far behind, they couldn't they couldn't have done anything anyway. Okay. Uh, so as early as 1910, the Soviets were conducting research into radioactive elements. So they were aware of the, of the potential for this, but I just don't think they thought it was possible. No. During mm. World War II, the Soviet leadership was lobbied and pressured into addressing the ideas of an atomic chain reaction. Uh, they called it that because they didn't, didn't really know what else to call it. Yeah. Um, the, and the potential weaponizing of this, this, the energy release from the atomic chain reaction was off the table. It's just too, it was just too advanced for them at the time. They may have allocated a shitload of money to the project if history was different. But those pesky nasties, nasties, they were nasty. They were nasty nasties. They were kicking off everywhere. They were everywhere they could, all across Europe, and they were posing much more of a threat 
to to the Soviets um, than they really wanted, and mm. they couldn't like like the Germans, they couldn't take their resources away from the battlefields. Yeah. It would have just put them in a bad position. They needed it for they needed money, and they needed people to make tanks. And it's exactly the same as the Germans, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, uh, he he wasn't having it, Stalin. He's just like, no, we want conventional bombs, conventional tanks. We want aeroplanes. He was said to have done this because he thought that the uh, Nazis and the Americans didn't seem to be making progress in the atomic weapons because he could see the Nazis weren't getting anywhere. And he assumed until the spies came back from America telling him, he thought that the Americans hadn't got anywhere either. So he was like, it's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's just bullets. Um, the uh, Nazis were not making progress. But the reason why the Americans' progress seemed to have slowed is because they were making progress and they just went secretive as fuck. Yeah, they, they just shut they, that they, shit down. They went, oh, we're onto something big here. We don't yeah, want anyone yeah. to know. So Stalin's top atomic guy, whose name was Georgi Flavorov, I believe, he wrote a letter to him in 1942. <coughs> now, this top, this top dude, he knew that this was happening. Yeah. He knew that this was going to be real. And he wrote to Stalin saying, if we do not pursue this, the results will be so overriding that it will not be necessary to determine who is to blame for the fact that this work has been neglected in our country. So what he's sort of saying there is, if we don't do this, there'll be no reason to find out who's to blame because we'll all be fucking yeah, dead. Yeah, we're gone. We'll be American. They can roll this out on our asses and yeah, there's yeah. nothing we can do. Yeah. There's not going to be anything left. Um, you know, Stalin looked at the Obama as something too costly. That might work. Uh, very similar to the Nazis, like I say. So the brightest minds uh, from the Soviets, the brightest minds over in, um, in uh, Germany and oppressive countries, they all fled and they went to communities and countries that were more embracing and didn't persecute them for their beliefs mm. and they ended up coming to the United States, Canada and the UK. And that then brings us on to the Manhattan Project. Uh, it was fucking massive. The project was... I didn't realise how big this thing was right. and how secretive it was. Um, we're not going to be able to cover it all. It's, it's, not, it's that big, yeah. It's huge. It was led by the USA. It was authorised by President Roosevelt on the 28th of December 1942. The US asked for help from the UK and Canada, and we were all obviously hoping for the same outcome. And as we all know, we're stronger together. If only we could think like that all the time. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Instead of trying to blow each other yeah. up. So it began in 1942 and ran until 1946. Now, Roosevelt's term as president ended before completion. President Harry Truman was the, du the dude in charge when the weapon was deployed. So it all happened under his watch. He had to, right, he had to okay. make, the, uh, make the calls. The scientific res research was led by Robert Oppenheimer, who, after witnessing the first successful test um, of the bomb, famously said, I have become death the destroyer of worlds. He knew yeah. he this knew is, that yeah. this was different like, league. Yeah, like we're not ready for this sort of shit. Yeah. So the driving factor behind the project was a very real fear that Hitler would get the weapon first. Mm. Um and that would have been pretty fucking bad. <laughs> I mean imagine what he would have done with it. I reckon he would have bombed the if Hitler got hold of that bomb, he would have bombed everywhere so bad that he would have fucked himself. Yeah, I I, I think he would have had people talking to him I think he would have gone I personally think he would have got because they're not going to be easy or cheap to make back then either and I know they're not now but yeah. it's going to be even harder back then I imagine he would have just gone for military strong points uh, bish bash bosh drop them down walk in and just go you know we we own you now yeah because uh, if he tried to bomb absolutely everywhere I think like you say he doesn't know but he probably can't actually do that 
and it probably would fuck him over. I think he would have. I think against advice from his experts, he would have just gone fuck it. We're nuking Poland. They were like, mate, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Get, right. But I think. I think. Yeah. He, his his advisors would go. Look, we know there's military. Um, you know, um, game changer here. We need to get rid of that Bosch. We need to get rid of that Bosch. Need to get rid of that Bosch. Yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna um um sur- surrender? No. Okay. Bosch. Yeah. Exactly. So so yeah. Basically, if they'd done that, they they would have been in control. Yeah. It w- and the world would be fucked. Yeah. Because they would have got. They would have done the Soviets. They would have done the Americans. They would have done, done us. Yeah. They would have done everyone who they who's got a military strong. But they would have gone for the Jacks as well. They, they would have. Even though they were with them. They would have rounded up the Jews into into. I mean, I really honestly think they would have done this into one localized area and just nuked it. Mm. That's the kind of crazy, mad fucker he was. Awful, it's terrifying. Mm. Anyway, um, the enrichment facility at Oakwood, onto the Manhattan Project again, where yep. they um, enriched uh, the, uh, the kept the um, radioactive elements. This was uh, at Oak Oak Ridge in Tennessee. The uh, the facility was the size of Frankfurt, the German city of Frankfurt. Just the factory to do this, it was as big as a city. The Fucking Manhattan up. Project was enormous. Estimations claim the project cost two billion in 1945 dollars from uh, concept to realization. That's about 30 billion today if you sort of scale it up. A uh, big bill would have just gone here. You go, here's a check. I've still got 20 bill yeah, at least. Yeah, I know, man. Now it's different, isn't it? Yeah. We've got we've got individuals that can quite easily fund that shit, yeah. which is terrifying. Yeah, quite easily. Yeah, like you say, the whole thing, the whole project, 30 bill. Okay, no problem. I've got that. Well, you remember I said the B29 bomber. Um, cost more than the Man- Manhattan Project, yeah. the plane. Well, that totaled up at three billion in 1945 dollars, which is 45 billion today. Okay. So what you've got there is 30 billion for the atomic bomb and 45 billion for the development of the B29 that jo- dropped it. So if you think about that, the B29 called Enola Gate that headed to Japan with the atomic bomb on board. That package, that military package in the sky, was the result of $75 billion of research. That is fucking bonkers, isn't it? Yeah. That what, I mean, I know there was many bombs, uh, many uh, planes, B-29s, but if you just think that the pinnacle of everything that was researched was that mission, that's a $75 billion mission. Yeah. It's oh. fucking scary, that is. That is nuts. And it could be the most lethal military mission ever well, conducted. Yeah. Really? It would be. I found probably that. Valid, isn't it? it well, definitely yeah. would be. Yeah, we've got the stats later on how many people went, and it's it's fucking nuts, yeah. man. I mean, you, in, you know, for for the, the, the devastation and the time it took to make that devastation. Yeah, definitely. Oh, it's shocking. Uh, bearing in mind as well, the cost of World War Two to the USA was about three hundred billion dollars. So the atomic bomb was one percent, less than one percent of total expenditure. Yeah. So. That represents an incredibly efficient and decisive weapon. The war was yeah, stopped 1% with one percent of the money. Yeah. yeah, with less than less than one percent of uh, of of um. Well, it's efficient, like I was saying earlier on. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of why would you put all your men fighting for years in one area trying to get one yeah. like place, and you're losing people. You're paying money for weapons and all that. When you can just spend a bit on one bomb and just get rid of them in one go. That's it. That's that was the mentality. Yeah. I mean, you have got to remember at the time, nobody knew if it would even work. Yeah. And they were throwing vast amounts of money at an unproven and largely unknown process. They gambled everything on it. It was literally we got to do this. So the Manhattan Project itself had an immense workforce. Within eighteen months of being green lit, there was a hundred and twenty-five thousand people working on the bomb, including six future Nobel Prize winners. Fucking hell! So you can see why, from these numbers, like how how Hitler couldn't have he couldn't have 
no. taken that many people off a battlefield. And you also can see how complex this is. Six future Nobel Prize winners worked on one fucking project. And it, uh, I suppose as well with the Americans, um, with the war, I know they were involved, but um, they weren't getting as much chaos and carnage every day of bombardment so they could kind of have an area where they could go right let's get cracking on this well that leads into into this next section yeah, yeah. that got me thinking the location of the usa being several thousand miles away from major combat i mean i know they got attacked you know yeah yeah, they did, it, yeah but, but there was nothing like europe or anything like no, that. We, no. Were get, we were like getting every day it's like every, every day like two or three bomb right bomb bomb uh, bomber planes flying yeah, yeah. over yeah yeah um, so not two or three bomb bombers. I mean, two or three times a day, a day of bombers of coming hun- in, of yeah. hundreds of planes. Yeah, yeah. Chucking Just going bang, bang, bang. Basically, you, you can't, you can't, um, you cannot rec- recuperate from it. No, you know you I mean, you, you, you can't get up and go. Oh, let's clean that up. And we'll carry on. No, it's because it's just constant. It's just a bang, bang. It's yeah, just yeah. too much. So it's being that far away from combat over over there, several thousand miles, definitely helped because they were out of range of long range bombers. Yeah, yeah. And that. M- Definitely helped. If the if the United States was closer, or if the the Nazis had long range capabilities, the U.S. mainland would have definitely definitely been targeted. Yeah, definitely. And it would have been very different because then the facilities that they used to develop the bomb would have been targeted. Yeah, definitely. And that would have been it. The secrecy was insane as well. Out of the 125,000 people working, literally only a handful of people knew what they were working on. Obviously, President Truman knew. Oppenheimer knew a few top military and research personnel knew everybody else was completely blind. Yeah, they were just saying make this little point thing. Yeah, it was or whatever. It was really heavily compartmentalized, which basically <laughs> means I mean you're sure you know, but research labs were instructed to make components with specific qualities and values without knowing what they were going to be used yeah, for. Yeah. So like you know, make me a circuit board that has five volts AC going in and five volts DC coming out. Don't ask what it's for. Yeah, because we're not going to fucking tell you. Yeah. And that's basically how they did it. It was paramount, the secrecy. The, the, literally the future of humanity. The chemical part would have been a funny one. <laughs> the, the, uh, with, you know, the chemical shit which gets it going. How do you explain that? Well, what are yeah, you doing here, yeah. my mate? Honestly, it's, it's for a cooker. Yeah, they knew. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I suspect yeah. that, that some they're, of they're, they're probably the handful which knew, were not they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the I think chemicals and shit. If, you're, if you're refining plutonium, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those people were the ones who go, hmm, there's yeah. something else to this. I think they probably thought, I reckon we know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, here, yeah, but, yeah. But we're not going to say yeah, shit. Yeah, we're just going to keep our mouth shut. Yeah, yeah. Um, they would have got the stare, wouldn't they, from the military people? Just like we know that you know, just don't fucking say a word, otherwise you'll be on that missile. They would have got the bullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this secrecy apparently caused friction with research scientists they felt that they were being kept in the dark but that's because they were yeah um you know they, they had like we say they had a good idea what was going on so almost all of the hundred and twenty five thousand people found out what they were working on the day the bomb was dropped on hiroshima they were in the dark until that day and they heard like the rest of the world they heard through radio all right, okay. they weren't given the nod they were just sort of yeah. it is what it, it is. is what it is it's happened now yeah you'll find out when everybody else finds out mm. It's fucking crazy when you do it. So for the sake of time, we're just going to fast forward through the research and development phase um, until we arrive in the New Mexico desert at 5.29 a.m. on the 16th of July, 1945. Now, this was the day of the Trinity test, the detonation of mankind's first atomic bomb. It was named Trinity by Oppenheimer, and it was a reference to a poem by uh, John Donne, whatever. Just an interesting colour. Yeah, I wonder yeah. what the John fuck Don. it's called. Cool. Yeah. There was only 425 people present at the test. So that kind of gives you an indication of how many people out of the over 100,000 knew. Yeah. 
very very small amount. and I bet you that 400 people um not all of them are working on that as in there's probably just other military people who've been sworn in because they're high up yeah. just to go look this is what we've been doing behind everyone's back yeah yeah, so yeah. to speak. It's nuts, man. It's mm. nuts. We're going to detonate an atomic bomb. Fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jesus. So, interesting fact, the bomb at the Trinity test was assembled in a tent in the desert. So, people think like mad research <laughs> labs. Nope. Spanners tent, and a yeah. canvas tent, and that's yeah. where the first atomic bomb was assembled. Four manner. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> the device was called, well, nicknamed Gadget, and it looked like a, a large steel ball with um, a shitload of like sensors and electrical cabling coming out of it. It used plutonium, and the bomb was an implosion device, which basically means conventional explosives surround the, the plutonium core, and they fire inwards, um, basically pressure increasing the density of the of the plutonium the radioactive isotope in the middle that then releases the chemical rea- mm. the uh, atomic chain reaction uh, the blast increases the density of the plutonium and if you increase the density compressing it fast it reaches critical mass now this allows the atomic fission chain reactions to take place bob's your uncle we've got ourselves a fucking nuclear bomb yeah obviously you can uh Google how it really works if you want to yeah, know exactly, yeah. but it's a bomb within a bomb that causes a big fuck yeah. off bomb. A world of shit bags. Well, it's an inward facing bomb that set off an atomic reaction. You can see why it's complicated because all these precisely timed explosions inside yeah. a steel ball had to be contained in 1945 in a desert with no computers. Yeah. I don't know how the fucking hell they did it. No. But it's quite amazing, did. really, isn't it? Yeah. Because you, when you think they're building something like that, which they've never built before, which is going to cause that much carnage, you'd think it's like a, a, a really nice military sort of base, or, you know, science, scientists walking around, you know, yeah. high-fiving. Well, not high-fiving, you <laughs> know what I mean? But um, you'd think it's a, a, not a good facility, but it was in a fucking tent. That was the final bit, yeah, <coughs> when they put it together. The main part. Yep. The test was actually put postponed because of weather. So they were aware of winds because they were like, fuck, if we let this off, there's going to be a massive fuck-off <laughs> cloud of shit that's yeah. just going to make people grow five heads. So we best yeah. probably not let it off. Wait right to the winds aiming over to the Germans and then just do it. And, and what is really terrifying is they really did not know the outcome of what this was going to do. Mm. I mean, they thought they knew what was going to happen, but there was very real speculation amongst like the top dudes that the atomic chain reaction would spread, literally setting fire to the whole atmosphere globally killing all living things they honestly thought that that might it happen it could do that because if it's a chain reaction and they well, know it's a chain reaction they think when does that stop how yeah. does it stop if they, it's a chain reaction but they but they went ahead yeah, with yeah. the test anyway fuck it well the they reason why they did that is because they knew that if they didn't do it some of the fucker would yeah and well, fuck it. The Just outcome is going to be the same. Yeah. So if we don't do this and make progress they are going to do it if it yeah. doesn't destroy the atmosphere they're going to kill us <laughs> If it does destroy the atmosphere, we're dead anyway, so we might as well do it. So that's how high the stakes were. We might kill everything on Earth, including the Earth, but we'll do it it. anyway. We're just going to do it. 400 people will know. It's 50-50, isn't it? Oh, the will or it won't. Flip the coin, go. Boom. I suppose it's like the Hydron Collider, you know, with the particles. They're saying they could make mini black holes. (laughs) You just suck us and get rid of us that way. (laughs) Yeah, man. Mad in it, what we meddle with. I bet they've still done it. Do you know what I mean? They yeah, thought, they did fuck it. it, we're going to do it. I reckon they knew it. I reckon they got a rough Yeah, they were, they're, they're, I think so. But but there's the possible chance that could have happened. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the blast from the gadget detonated with between 15 and 20 kilotons of force. Now, that was actually slightly more powerful than the bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima. Immediately after the blast, two lead-lined Sherman tanks were sent into the 1,200-foot-wide crater. So they knew, basically. 1,200-foot-wide crater? Nope, I'm not going in there. Yeah. In a lead tank? Yeah. He'd be like, why is it lead? Uh, just, just 
whatever you do, don't breathe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't open the fucking window, yeah, whatever yeah. you do. Measurements were taken, basically, to tweak and refine future bombs to make them more effective when used in combat. I mean, like, come on, lads, you made a, a hole in the desert, 1,200 foot wide. Do you really need to tweak this? Can we just... Can we just use it as it is? Do I yeah, you want yeah, to kill more? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you not just see that? I don't think it really needs much more tweaking. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously, the radiation levels were fucking ridiculous inside the crater. These dudes are going, is this a good idea? I wonder if one of the people, when they watched you, went, fuck me! Yeah, I bet they <laughs> yeah. all fucking did, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was mad, mate. Uh, the, the fireball that roared into the sky created a mad blast wave that was lethal. I mean, it would kill you if, this w- if you were close enough. It was awe-inspiring. There was a, a brigadier called uh, Thomas Farrell. He said this um, about the first test. He said the whole country, I'm assuming he means the localised area, yeah, yeah, because you wouldn't have been able to fucking hide it if it was a whole country. He said the whole country was lighted by a searing light with the intensity many times that of the midday sun. No shit. It was a bit hotter <laughs> than the sun. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. He said it was golden, purple, violet, grey and blue. It lighted every peak, crevasse and ridge of the nearby mountain range with a clarity and beauty that cannot be described but must be seen to be imagined. It was the beauty the great poets dream about but describe most poorly and inadequately. The what? fuck are you talking about poems for? Mate, it's, it's one of them you go, shit bags. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you go, right, mate, we're going to drop that fucker straight away. Yeah. That one's fine. You, did we make two of these? Yeah, just just send that one now. Yeah, just fucking package it <laughs> off yeah, and yeah. send it. That one's fine, trust me. <laughs> I like the way he's talking about poems and what stuff. Fuck what, poems? What, what would we be Why doing? Why didn't he just... I would have gone... It was fucking monstrous. It was hotter than the sun, clearly. It literally was like a sun on Earth for, for however long it is. It fucked everything. Everything dies. Everything Drop just it. dies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have been even talking about poetry. That would have been it would have been about a fucking four four sentence thing saying, Yeah, it worked. It fucking burnt the shit out of my eyes. It fucking had to send lead tanks in. Drop it. Well, it wouldn't even work. <laughs> yeah. You just take a photo and send it to the president, and he'll just look at the picture and go, "Well, that works." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems to be two suns in the Aaron. sky. Um, yeah, uh, not sure who said this quote, but it don't really matter. He said, um, "The between the appearance of the light and the arrival of the sound, the blast, there was loud cheering in the group around us. So it's gone. It's yeah, illuminated. The light, and they've gone. Yeah, it's Everyone's cheering. Woo, woo, high five. <laughs> yeah. Fuck! <laughs> it's it's like that video we saw of that um that, that Russian rock. uh, rocket which yeah. went up and it and they're going way and then they go oh because oh, it come back down hits the floor you get the massive flames and then all, all you hear is <laughs> and it's yeah. Russian gaze it's fuck yeah <laughs> light travels faster than yeah. sound yeah yeah. Uh, yeah he said um after the noise is all over we went about congratulating each other and shaking hands he said I believe we were all much more shaken up by the shock mentally more than physically. Everybody present also were instructed not to look at the detonation, fearing being blinded, even at several miles away. I mean, this is nuts. You think about this. Imagine if there was someone random walking around there at the time. Yeah, it's just you'd be f- well. You, when you hear the accounts of the people that were in the cities when it went off, yeah. it's just imagine what? if you just go, "Oh, look at that beautiful sunset over there." <laughs> 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 I'm blind. It's, it's not the sun. <laughs> why? Why is there two suns in the sky? <laughs> So obviously, with this fucking enormous blast going off, it was felt through many, many cities around the states. I mean, it, d- it just vibrated the country pretty much. They, they couldn't hide that blast. It was just too big. Yeah. Yet they managed to keep it secret because what they did is they told everybody there was an, ac- an accidental detonation of a bunker containing a large amount of uh, pyrotechnics. 
the, the public. I mean, if you don't even know what an atomic bomb is, you'd be like, well, yeah, sounds about right. It was a big fucking explosion. Yeah, it was fucking loud. And a really big one. Yeah. But they did say there was a lot of bombs <laughs> in the bunker, so <laughs> they must be telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. It did look like there were two suns in the sky. I don't yeah. know what the explosives were doing in the sky if they were meant to be under the ground. Yeah, maybe they flew up in the sky after blowing up and some more got blown. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so the explosion annihilated nearly a hundred f- the hundred meter tower that the bomb was uh, put on. Uh, it created as well the crater. The twelve hundred foot cra- crater was full of radioactive green glass. Basically, uh, it oh. melted the desert. It was called Trinitite, uh, named after the test. It just it melted the desert. Yes. In a 1,200-foot bowl, there's a big glass, a green glass radioactive bowl in the desert after this bomb, <laughs> and they want to tweak it to make it more powerful. What? So basically, after that test, game on. We fucking we've done it. It's all, it's all I can see, especially with the Americans, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of high fiving going on. I would imagine so, quite yeah. rightly so, if you've done that. But all that money and resources had paid off. They knew that the fucking bomb worked. So they were like, who the fuck wants it then? Who, yeah. Which one of you punks out there is having it? Because Pussies didn't it. go for the Germans though, didn't they? Uh, well, I think it's... I, I, to be honest... I would have gone straight for... No, nah, they were done. They were done at the time. It, uh, it, the breakdown of um, dates, you'll see that it was, was Germany was... It was fucking nothing. They were fucking gone. Yeah, basically, yeah. it was the, the it last was bit. the last fucking swan song Just of the, the war. The ja- Japanese were going for it still, weren't they? Because well, they, they were quite dirty bastards, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. So why was Japan, and more specifically Hiroshima and Nagasaki, targeted? Well, we all know from our episode on Hitler that he allegedly committed suicide. He didn't. On the 30th of April, 1945. Yeah. Uh, he and his top Nazi dudes were surrounded at the time, this is in Berlin, by a shitload of Soviet troops. They were circling in for the kill. Hitler knew this. There was there was not really any escape. It was kind of, yeah. Was there was. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the vultures around. He's just going, we're, we're about to die. The vultures are watching. Of course, it was a but, fucking But scary. he was like, I've got a boat. Yeah. I know how to get out. Follow me. Been oh, me. look, there's a uh, underground tunnel which yeah. leads to a boat which, which leads to uh, um, Argentina. Argentina, <laughs> yeah. We'll give uh, that. So, yeah, in the days before Hitler's death, which was the 30th, as I say, 30th of April 1945, huge swathes of the Nazi military were surrendering. Um, they were fucked, basically. It was falling apart around him. Hitler couldn't control his armed forces. They were so outnumbered that his troops were just fucking throwing in the towel all around the world. Combat was ending. Mm. Uh, you know, check, go check out the show on Hitler's death so essentially he was gone Germany was gone it was all fucking over it's just a matter of time for him to actually get caught basically yeah, yeah. it was it was all over the, the fucking military it's like hide and seek now so the the, the, the fighting's hap- finished yeah. and, he's, and he's just hiding yeah, hide fun. and seek yeah, yeah everyone's just big quit. game of hide and seek that he's yeah. still hi- well he's still hid didn't he <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, managed did, yeah. To, he managed to be hidden still. quite a while I think yeah. maybe who knows yeah so they're fucked they're not they're not playing the game it's, it's over but Japan on the other hand we're not having it any hopes of a Japanese surrender were quashed during the battle of uh, Bakul? The battle of uh, Okinawa. Um, because by the time that ended, it was just in June 1945, so this is after Hitler's death, yeah, yeah, they were okay. still fighting on, less than a month actually after his death. The Allied forces in that battle alone lost 14,000 soldiers. Japan lost uh, 77,000 troops, and 100,000 Japanese civilians were killed. Fuck. There's 191,000 people in that battle alone. Yeah. And so the, the president of Japan. Wasn't having none of it, was he? Emperor, yeah, I don't know if he was the president or whatever they call him. Emperor. Emperor. Hirohito. Nah, he went having it. So any idea of an Allied ground invasion of Japan was met with like the realization that it's gonna be a fucking massacre. Yeah. There's no way that they're gonna go quietly. This is not gonna. We gotta yeah, avoid yeah, this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna cause a lot of shit. This. I mean, they were flying. They were flying planes into battleships, weren't they? Yeah. Which, so, so, yeah, just think kamikaze, and they didn't give a fuck, did they? It was Mate. like it's kind of like a last 
ditch de- desperate effort, wouldn't it? Yeah. Suicide missions on the reg. We'll shoot them and then we'll crash the plane into them just to try and cause as much damage as we can. Yeah, Harry Truman had said that he sanctioned the atomic bombs used to bring the war against Japan to a rapid end, uh, even going as far as saying that it was dropped to save American soldiers' lives. So fuck the Japs, fuck the civilians, fuck everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as the American troops are all right. Nah, it, and that's 1945 talk again. Yeah. I mean, it, this was a necessity, unfortunately. Yeah. And there was no way of doing it, other than economic sanctions and like just hemming Japan yeah. in so they'd fall apart economically. This is the only other way. But imagine having to make that decision, knowing what it would do. Yeah. Knowing how many people would die because of it. He probably order. would have been. I wonder if he would have been at the test, Truman. He would have been completely. So up he to would date have known. Yeah. He would have known what it would have been done because he would have seen, like you say, he probably would have had pictures and all sorts of shit anyway. If, even if he wasn't there. Well, he said he he wasn't cut out to make this this call. He said oh, right. there's no manies. Yeah. This is you're talking about godlike power yeah. that you're asking a, a human, you know, a fucking to, to monkey do, to, to drop on people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do this, don't do it. You don't, he didn't. No one it's knew like the ramifications. Evil, evil godlike power. It's basically the, the only godlike power from it is you're going to kill a lot of people. Yeah, and it might stop the war. Yeah. Might, it might, yeah. But we don't know. So you're cool. What do you reckon? Yeah. Fuck me. Imagine that. Ah. But so anyway, um, the Japanese Mac Daddy, not the. Uh, that's what they call them, not the president. They actually call them the Mac Daddy. Seriously, Japan, no. <laughs> that'd be cool. That'd be awesome. He's uh, Emperor. I'd be like, why did we nuke him? Is, they, is, they, is they calling people Mac Daddy? <laughs> Mac Daddy, Emperor Hirohito. He had installed the huge amounts of fear in yeah. the, in the Japanese people. Not to mention um, a lot of fear in the Allies as well. To the point where Japanese soldiers would not be taken alive. They, they it just yeah, it, it if weren't. They, yeah, they it, were going to fight to the death. Yeah. You, you can't. You it's, can't it's, fight. It's that. worse for them to be caught. As in, because they'd get done over even worse if they got back. Yeah, there's no. Basically, wha- he was a cunt. He's yeah. as much as a cunt as Hitler. Probably worse for his own people. Then. Well, they were they were killing themselves before we could get to him, and yeah. the ones that were surrendering were then blowing themselves up. It was like we just. That's probably what dangerous. it was. The kamikazes, you know, probably it's just one geezer thought, "Fuck this." I bet you they didn't say crash the planes into him. I bet you they thought, "If you get caught, we're going to give you a world of pain." He's gone. Well, instead of not getting caught, I'm just going to. Has this as my my swan dance and just fucking shoot them like fuck and then just crash into them and everyone went oh fucking oh great idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it was high honour to do yeah. it. it was uh, you know but the, the civilians Japanese civilians also had the same mentality as as the military and I think I'm not sure I think the sniperoos were saying that Japanese women were seen to be throwing themselves off cliffs when the Allied um, boats were coming near because they were fearing capture, torture, rape and execution. Yeah. They were like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. They were just chucking themselves off. We're not going to do that. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop. You we're just not going to do that. We're just we're just going to s- sit back another two miles now and we're just going to drop a bomb on you instead. Well, it's, 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 <laughs> it's a clusterfuck of, bi- bi- yeah. of biblical proportions. If you saw, if you were in a boat and you were watching people jumping off cliffs, bombs going off everywhere, knowing full well that like in a, you know, a couple of days... Big fucker. We're going to fucking atom bomb yeah. this place. I mean, it's nuts. Mm. It wouldn't even seem real. It would seem... T- I mean, it's terrifying even just thinking about yeah. it. So anyway, with the knowledge of Japan not, Japan not going to surrender, they're just not going to, and they will fight to the death, including the civilians, yeah. they're all going to fucking go. Uh, the decision was made. The atomic bomb was going to be de- deployed, but they did offer a lifeline. Emperor Hirohito was given an ultimatum on the 26th of July, 1945, which basically called for the total and unconditional surrender. Failing this, the alternative would be the prompt and utter destruction of Japan. That's what they told him. Yeah. The prompt and utter destruction of Japan. But in reality, Japan was like, nah. There you go. What are you talking about? On a threat. It's not going to be prompt. It's going to be months if, you know. 
That's probably what they're thinking if they were gonna if they were gonna be successful. It's not gonna be prompt. It's no. not gonna be quick. But you talked about yeah, this isn't possible. What yeah. do you mean prompt? Yeah, exactly. But um, like ground and air invasion of Japan, at the same time as this ultimatum being given them, they mm. were looking into the details of how this is going to pan out. And it wasn't going to be like the invasion of Germany. <laughs> right, yeah. Because the Nazis, yeah, yeah. they were being destroyed by advancing US and British troops. And Didn't they also had the Soviet troops on one side. Like you were saying, they were surrounded. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't going to be like this. No. But if, if someone said that to me, right, prompt destruction of your country, right, and they've been there fighting and... It, um, and then you can see maybe they're probably pulling the troop. The Americans are pulling the troops out, and all the Allies are going, "What the fuck is happening here? If they're going to prompt destruction, why are they moving their people out? Why are they getting away? Why aren't they coming in? Yeah. You know what I mean? What be, I'd be know? like, uh oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's um, yeah, because that's what they would have been doing. They'd have been pulling troops out. Yeah. Oh and yeah. They, they, they must have been. Why are they retreating? Are, they, are we winning? Yeah. And then, then they've put that threat out, and they're going, "It's bollocks. We're winning." It's terrifying. Probably, yeah. It's terrifying when you when there's a few uh, uh, points as well that the Japanese could have actually stopped this from occurring. They could have surrendered. They also could have shot the fucking thing down that flew over. But anyway, the the invasion was of Japan was going to be called Operation Downfall. Now they they did estimates and it, they reckon it would probably cost half a million Allied and Japanese lives. All this after Hitler's death. So right. the war's fucking over. Yeah, yeah. We just got this. These for some reason these they're just still yeah. poor people have and and the military have had w- weird kind of a mentality ins- installed into their brains. It's kind of like North Korea, isn't it? In a way, yeah, it's kind of, of like yeah. they they don't know what they think we're. I think everyone's bastards, don't they, outside the country? So well, the big the big problem with the the, the ultimatum, surrender or die, was that surrender was forbidden in Japan, um, and Hirohito was seen as more than a human. He was like a literal god, and he took no orders. And this was partly why. This is partly the reason that he didn't surrender. He doesn't take orders. No, he's just like fuck off. Yeah, yeah. He probably also thought that he had no he had no idea what the Allies meant by total destruction. Mm. Uh, it was unfathomable. I think he probably called their bluff and was like, well, whatever. Yeah, it's just going to be a bigger do? bomb. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to be the prompt. Yeah. So, targets were chosen. <laughs> <laughs> he was wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hiroshima, he was picked. The mainly. bluff was chose wrong, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they were like, you really want to do this? Yeah. He's like, yeah, fuck you. And they were like, all right, we're doing it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Told you. Yeah. You'll see. Uh, so, targets. Hiroshima. It, it's like when you, when you, you know, you got a mate who, and you go, like, like, just say, for instance, the chili thing, and you go, oh, I'll do it, and, and you go, no, mate, it will hurt. And it's going to fuck. No, be all right. And like, mate, this is going to really fucking hurt. And then they go, and they struggle. It's like that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like instant regret. Yeah, instant like, regret. Like, like, like oh, a, fuck. Of the biggest proportions <laughs> yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Hiroshima was targeted mainly, and it's quite interesting, because it hadn't been targeted through any air raid bombing campaigns. It was largely intact. And that w- the reason why they picked it was it's because... To show the de- devastation it can cause. A it, live yeah. test in yeah. the truest form. Yeah. Whoa. So it, they didn't hit necessarily because of military location. They, they didn't matter for them, did it, really? Yeah. If they knew they were going to drop two of them, there might have been more lines up for all I know. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, there was, yeah. Well, it did have a military base, so we could take out a massive yeah. port piece of their infrastructure, and we can also test this weapon. I didn't, I didn't oh, think absolutely. about that. I know they obviously dropped the two, but obviously he didn't surrender after the first one. Then they dropped another one. He went, "Yeah, see you later." <laughs> yeah, but um, but that's, that's I wonder it, how many more they had lined up. If I they, if he decided, he went, "Nah, I'm well, not sure." I think they still. had three. Did I they? Think they? I think they had three working bombs. One the test and two live. But they could have knocked them out mm. pretty quickly. Then I mean, they'd got three oh, working yeah. bombs. Yeah, they could have made them. I mean, put it this way, they can make them quicker than anyone else. Yeah, yeah. So even if it takes them another six months to build yeah. one, they're still yeah. quitting. Let's be honest, Japan would have been completely fucked after them too if they weren't quitting. And they were still going in that six months after before making that bomb. You know what I mean? Fair play to them, but it's, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> That's a destruction. So it was cold as fuck. 
That's why. Just a military mm. test. Yeah. Let's just do it. The, the two bombs used, the Nagasaki and Hiroshima, they were uranium and plutonium bombs. Now, they chose different um, radioactive elements to test the effectiveness of each one. So it was literally they live were testing. gleaning data from yeah. everything that they possibly could. They told the Soviets as well, before the blast, to avoid any post-war suspicion smart move they knew it was a game changer so yeah. they didn't want anyone to be Go looking at them shit, yeah, going, yeah. with weary yeah, eyes yeah. and putting sights yeah, yeah. on they're like listen boys this is what we're going to do it's a bit extreme but it's going to do the job but we're not going <laughs> to lie to you all right we're telling yeah. you it's we're in telling the air you now. now yeah yeah uh, president but truman actually told stalin that the u.s possessed a new weapon of unusual destructive force unusual destructive i like that <laughs> Stalin found out the atomic bomb existed on the day that it was going to be used, and he may have known before. Unusual destructive force, or was it like a tsunami bomb? <laughs> yeah. <Drop> it, <laughs> floods it. Tsunami bomb. When he was told by Truman, apparently he wasn't really bothered. Okay. He, he didn't really seem. To, I, I just don't think he knew what he was. Being it's told. probably just thought, yeah, yeah, whatever. All, all he said was, uh, "I'm glad to hear it, and I hope it will be. We will make good use of it against the Japanese." So, in other words, you've got a really big bomb. I hope you use it on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. And put yeah. it to good use on them over <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Wink, wink. Yeah, not yeah. even that. Not even. Not even trying to beat around the bush about it. Just I hope you do. You yeah. use it good on Japan. Here's a bottle of vodka. Are you using it on them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Winston Churchill. Um, he was also there. He said that Stalin said, "Thank you so much for telling me." about your new bomb. I, of course, have no technical knowledge. May I send my experts in these nuclear sciences to your experts tomorrow morning? And they were like, nah, fuck <laughs> off. <man. laughs> yeah. Don't be stupid. Yeah. What did Stalin do then? Did he go, oh, shit, this is something... I bet he was... Uh, something he incredible. It yeah. must be, because they were friends at the time, weren't they? You know what I mean? Really. Yeah. Even though they were, they weren't friends, but they were, because they were helping each other get they rid of... They kind of yeah. just gone with it, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he wasn't impressed, but uh, I think it's because he was, he was he was clueless yeah, to what yeah. he was being told. And I'd like to have seen his face when he saw the footage from yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah. I bet he felt like a silly, vulnerable bitch. I bet he, yeah, yeah, but he was like, whoa. He's like, holy shit, how do we get one of them? And that yeah. geezer, Flav, offer saying, I told you we should have had one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you, told fucking you, years yeah. ago, but you just ignored me. Mm, and you that, that will be us soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the US actually dropped pamphlets uh, from the sky warning Japanese civilians of the attacks. The information on these on these uh, sort of propaganda leaflets, if you, if you propaganda if you're Japanese. Can, can, can you run extremely quickly? Yeah, yeah. And can you get about 50 mile away from where you are now? It, it said basically something along the lines of, we have to stop the war, but bombs don't have eyes. We advise you to get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. So they're saying some shit. So they were go being down. generally not well, not yeah. nice, but they, well, they, they were, were warning everyone as much as they possibly can. Yeah, they, tr- they were trying without giving away what's about to happen. They were they were doing they everything they could. Was, they, yeah, they were telling everyone what, what was about to happen, but they didn't well, want to tell them what it was. They told Hirohito. They said, "Mate, yeah. we're going to fuck your country to pieces here," and it, they were immediately. Dropping, yeah, and it's going to be over. Yeah. and they were dropping pamphlets. Get out, or it's all going to be over. They were doing everything they could, and Probably, they told Stalin. Yeah, yeah. They told Stalin as well. So they were doing everything yeah, they could. They tried to be above uh, semi-transparent shall we yeah, say because yeah. this was obviously anyway trying um, to be respectful in a way to the civilians and yeah. every other country around it the, the civilians were like nah fuck it man propaganda this ain't yeah, yeah. And these this is a trick shit. this is a trick yeah, yeah yeah they ain't got nothing our leader is a this literal is, god it's like a scam to uh, to get them to, to give up by yeah. the sound of it. yeah that's they what f- they're probably thinking they thought our leader can't be harmed yeah <laughs> wrong yeah <laughs> So they didn't get out. So on the 6th of August, 1945, the B-29 Enola Gay dropped the world's first combat-used atomic bomb named the Little Boy. Twelve dudes were on board the plane. It had all its gun turrets taken off, so it was completely vulnerable. That was to save weight because of the... Yeah, because it's a big fucker. Because yeah. the weight of the bomb. Um, and also, th- that put it in quite a lot of 
risk because they had nowhere defending themselves. Yeah. Uh, the crew were given cyanide pills and were told that if shit went south, uh, take them because it's yeah. so that'll be you're, alive. You're going to yeah, get fucked by the Japanese. Yeah. yeah. And that, that happened on the reg, man. People just got munched up all the time. Yeah, yeah. It was next. It was fucking. I mean. We're so fucking lucky. Imagine if you pushed it out right and you dropped your cyanide t- tablets and it didn't... But no! Detonate the nuclear bomb. Just jump out. <laughs> just detonate <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just jump out of it. Interestingly as well, the, the atomic bombs assembly was finished in the air on the mission out to Hiroshima. Okay, no. uh, for safety reasons, okay. um, probably. And they, they didn't want anything to happen to the plane where it's forced down and have a live primed nuclear bomb given to the Japanese. Mm. So they didn't want to... Th- I mean, it was just purely safety. Smart move. And can you imagine the nerves as well? Fucking yeah, yeah. assembling that. Because you know what it is. Yeah. You know those what that twi- is. Yeah, yeah. Those 12 people know. Yeah, um, they know what it is. And they know what's about to go down. You're in a fucking aeroplane assembling the world's first atop- nuclear weapon. And you're about to drop it knowing that a fuckload of people are going to yeah. go. So during the flight, the B-29 was actually picked up on radar by, uh, by the Japanese. Um, but because the signature was so small, no action was taken to intercept the plane. They fucked up there as well. Yeah. Well, not Proper. for us, but no, for them, they yeah. fucked up. So the plane dropped the bomb at 30,000 feet and it descended on a parachute for 44 seconds before detonation. This gave it the was air- on a parachute? Yeah, yeah, it came okay. down on a parachute. Now, th- they did that to give the aircraft a bit of time to get the fuck out yeah, of Dodge. Well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, because makes sense. they're going to be in a blast zone yeah. of the biggest bomb that's ever and gone still, off ever. still would have been, wouldn't they? Even so, yeah. when it, oh, it was time, yeah, yeah. So they dropped, they dropped the bomb out of the back. It's gone down on the parachute. The plane's taken an evasive manoeuvre and turned around and just... Fucked off. I'm assuming it fucking dropped altitude to go quicker. Yeah. Probably had, probably had the light speed button. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And it actually did get affected by the shockwave and, and, and the flash. Um, there was a navigator on board called the- Theodore Van Kirk, and he, he said that the... Um, he recalls the shockwave from the explosion. He said it was very much like as, as if you're ever sat sitting on an ash can and somebody hits it with a baseball bat... What kind of fucking description do these boys have? Poets talking uh, about fire creeping up a mountain. Oh, it's like a poet tried to capture it. And when you're sitting on a ash can and somebody hits it with a baseball bat, it was just like that. No, what are you talking yeah. about? What the fuck? A yeah. nuclear bomb is not like hitting a can with a bat. No, it's it's. You can't describe it, surely. Well, he does a good job here. He said the plane bounced, it jumped, and there was a noise like a piece of sheet metal snapping. So, anyone, they're flying the fuck out, knowing what's going on. That snapping noise basically was the uh, the fuselage, the, the sheet metal, the hull of the ship of the of the B twenty nine folding inwards from the blast. It went bang, bang, bang. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god! Could you imagine that? That's terrifying. Oh my god. He said as well. Those of us that had flown quite a bit over Europe, thought this was anti-aircraft fire um, that had exploded. Oh, right, okay. That's what he thought. That's yeah. what it sounded. Exploding close to the plane. He said, on viewing the atomic fireball... <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way of... That's, that's a good way of just saying it. Except for saying it's like a poet <laughs> thing. It's just an atomic fireball. Yeah, is it, on viewing the atomic fireball, I don't believe anybody ever expected to look at a site quite like that. When we hit, Where we had seen a clear city two minutes before, we could now no longer see the city... All we could see was smoke and fire creeping up the sides of the mountains, engulfing everything in its path. How terrifying is that, That man? That is fucking mad. It was a city. A massive city, and now it's gone. It's fucking creepy, man. Survivors, actually, who were in Hiroshima, not like... Lucky fuckers. Yeah, there were some lucky... Well, there's one tale of luck, which is is nuts. We've got that at the end. But they talked about um, a blinding flash of of white light that was completely overwhelming, followed by the force that would literally throw them through the air. I mean, no shit. Staring at a fucking nuclear bomb is not going to be good for you. It's terrifying. 90% of the city was destroyed instantly, like gone. 
And approximately 80,000 people also died instantly. 80,000 people were extinguished in a split second. Vaporized and atomized, gone. Nothing left of them. Sayonara. Bye-bye. At least it would have been quick. All all full bonnets. (laughs) Quite literally, yeah. (laughs) Gone. Uh, A further 160,000 people died in the following months from like burns, radiation, like debris. They were the unlucky ones. The ones who were lucky, the ones who died in that instant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd want to At least they would away. not know what would have happened. They would yeah. have known there was a bomb coming over because of the leaflets, because they said that. And they would have seen something come down on the fucking parachute and going, what the fuck is that? That's, sh- that's shit. It's on a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> but what the then fuck? <laughs> what did that gone. plane just do a mad like little loop and chuck something out the back And then why has it, it gone to hyperspeed? <laughs> why, is it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. why is it flying to the ground incredibly fast and, oh, it's disappeared? What is that thing coming up? And that yeah, was it. Yeah. I've actually got a um the beginning of the show. There's I'm putting a, a bomb effect, a sound effect in it. I, I, that was uh the, the actual blast noise. So from can, Hiroshima. Yeah. Oh, cool. So you can uh, it's pretty 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 fucking creepy when you hear it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But total casualties in Hiroshima were at two hundred and thirty seven thousand people. The population at the time was two hundred and eighty thousand people. So it basically wiped them all out. Like ninety percent of Qu- them gone. Quarter of a million people there yeah. and thereabouts just gone. The firestorm c- w- was created underneath the blast zone, which basically just roared through a five mile radius, a uh, sort of square mile area of the city, destroying absolutely like an actual yeah, firestorm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you see in like movies, yeah, yeah. just death coming down the street, just woof, eating you alive, burning you to death. There's nothing you can do. Nothing. I mean, it, it, the uh, the fireball. For instance, um, in s- the temperature inside that blast was a million degrees. What? A million degrees. Hotter than the sun. Fuck that, man. Could you imagine it? Don't they say it's something like 10 times hotter than the sun or something? They reckon yeah. It, yeah, it is, yeah. On the point of the blast. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know this, the sound? The hearing the sound of a nuclear bomb going off can kill you. Can it? The sound alone, the shockwave will just... You're just dead. It's just so loud, you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> ride, ride that shockwave. This rips you apart. Now, there was a, a Japanese history professor who was at a safe distance. He must have been pretty fucking safe if he's talking about it. He yeah. said, I climbed a hill and looked down. I saw that Hiroshima had disappeared. I mean, we're talking a city here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not a small city. We're not talking all. like, you know, a little village. Yeah. We're talking a, a city with people like functioning. Gone like that. Just gone. He said, I was shocked by the sight. What I felt then and still feel now, I just can't explain with words. Of course, I saw many dreadful scenes after that. But that experience, looking down and finding nothing left of, of Hiroshima, was so shocking that I simply cannot express what I felt. Hiroshima didn't exist. That was what I mainly saw. Hiroshima just wasn't there. Terrifying, isn't it? There's that's a good account because it, that's basically uh, an honest, straight to the point. Like it gone. was there, and it's not. And I don't know how to I can't describe explain. what what happened and yeah. and my emotions to it. It's yeah. one of them, isn't it? It's just like what all, all the people, <laughs> that, all the people that you know, yeah. And you like fuck don't exist. I don't know how that mm-hmm. they couldn't. It's impossible to get out of that. It's you know. There's horrific images. Have you seen like the shadows? Um, I've seen some of the shadows, yeah. But basically, there are shadows of people. In case you've n- people listening haven't see- seen this, just check them out, man. The shadows of people burnt into stone walls, like permanent shadows that show like the outline of people as they were trying to fucking run away and shit. Because apparently, the heat of the impact like um, burnt the surface of everything in direct line of sight because thermal radiation travels in straight lines from the fireball. So leaving only the shadows that were protected by the person's outline. So they remain. Everything else is just irradiated off. There's there's a famous one of a dude sitting on the bank. It looks like he's fucking reading a paper like that, just on some steps, and then the bomb went off. (laughs) There's just this outline there forever. Cool. 
It's just nuts. Well, not cool, it? Well, it, well, it is. Just Google it, mate. It's fucking hor- it's horrifying. So anyway, facing the devastation that had occurred there, Hirohito was given another chance to surrender. Yeah. They were like, come on, mate. You now can see what that's just done, and, and it, we weren't lying. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, "Nah, bruv, no chance. Not, not, not quitting. No fucking way. I'm not." And they were like, "Okay, we're gonna drop another one then." So uh, after Hiroshima blast, the US radioed a message to the Japanese mainland every 15 minutes to civilians, saying that that explosion, that devastation over Hiroshima, was caused by one bomb and that we've got more, and we are going to use them. Yeah, yeah. They were also dropping pamphlets How on... How terrifying uh, would that be? Well, it got they, real They obviously didn't believe it at first, you know, propaganda and all that, and you're getting that, and you're getting te- like on radio, them saying that. You'd be, it's a world of terror. Where do you go? Well, yeah. What do you do? Well, because they were dropping pamphlets on targets. Yeah. So, like, if, if you're in an area where a piece of paper falls out of the sky on a calm day, uh, go out of that area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Read off, what it yeah. says and go go away. Maybe get take a there. trip to France. Yeah, you know just, I mean? just get to the countryside. <laughs> Don't be near <laughs> built-up areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently, well, obviously, Nagasaki was one of the areas that they were dropping pamphlets. A lot of people took heed. They were like, nah. Yeah. I'm not surrendering, but I'm going to listen to what you said yeah. because Hiroshima doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So three we, day- do, we do believe you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're taking it, we're a bit more wary of you. So three days later, at 11.01 a.m., this is on the 9th of August. Three days later. Yeah, the second bomb was dropped on Nagasaki. So I suppose that that three-day pause so was to get enough out, to get yeah. messages out to people and say, we're serious. Look at the devastation. Get that over with. No escape because yeah, we're going to drop another one. Get the fuck out of Dodge yeah. while you Cause, can. Because your cunt of a messiah, whatever his name is, refused. Yeah, and look what happens. Look yeah. what happens, bitches! Yeah. So, um, interestingly, the city of, I think it's called Kakura, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, was the original target for the second bomb, um, the one that landed at Nagasaki. But during the flight out, to Kokora, the weather had changed and the city was obscured by clouds and the B-29 couldn't accurately deploy the bomb. So they were like, we can't... F- I'm not sure. Because back in the 1940s... Oh, we're lucky. Yeah. They didn't, they couldn't, they didn't have like cloud-penetrating radar yeah. to see. They were yeah. like, there's some clouds there. Yeah, we'll just Should we kick yeah. the nuke out the back? Yeah. Like, no, f- n- not. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what they were doing. They were just hoofing yeah. out the back of a plane on yeah. a parachute. They want maximum damage, don't they? So... Yeah. So... Um, they just changed their mind and went, we're going for... Yeah, well, because they, they couldn't see it. The plane turned around and said, this is just a no-go. We can't be... We don't know where we are. So on the way back, they picked <laughs> Nagasaki. <laughs> on the way back. Just drop one off on the way yeah, back. Yeah, they did. They picked Nagasaki um, because of, like, I suppose, like, range, fuel range. Yeah, how yeah. far can you go? You've got to get back. Which which areas are safe to fly through? Yeah. So Nagasaki had it. Um, so, <laughs> so then it was a major shipbuilding city, and it also had a large military port. So it's it's still, you know, it's a, it's yeah, a valid yeah. military target. It wasn't yeah. just full of civilians. Um, it had been bombed several times though okay. during air. So yeah, that, it wasn't that like it wasn't like the other uh, one. Yeah, it was a clean test. It was, yeah. yeah, but still, to be honest, you don't. After you've done that one as a clean test, and you know that one's going to do the same. Yeah, you don't really need to do another test. You know what it's going to do. Yeah, and so that's what basically it's just wiped out a whole city. Yeah, in, in it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so whatever you do with that, you drop it on it. It's gone. And that's that's your outcome. And uh, you know the thir- this uh, this next one, which is actually the third one, is is even better. Yeah. Uh, some more refined. So anyway, yeah, the bomb was named Fat Man, uh, which was, and it was more powerful than the Hiroshima bomb, uh, and it was deployed using a B twenty nine called Boxcar. That was the name of the plane. The Nagasaki bomb had a blast radius of three point two kilometers, which is fucking mega at the time, yeah, and yeah. nothing these days, which yeah. is terrifying. Uh, it was a hilly area. Nagasaki was like in like almost like a little valley, and that dissipated the blast, pro- probably saving lives in the city. Uh, the landscape actually funneled the f- the blast 
out up through valleys. Okay. And it destroyed everything yeah, in its yeah. wake, like a tsunami of fire and yeah, nuclear yeah. death. Um, the bomb also wasn't deployed over the city centre because of cloud issues. Okay. They went, think it's somewhere down there. We can't take it back to the base. Just kick it out. Yeah, this is the final final uh, chance now. We've got to just do it, yeah. And and that actually resi- um, stopped, saved a lot of lives. Yeah. Because it's, over the city centre, it's, it's much more populated. I don't know how far out it was, but it was you know, a couple of kilometres out or something like that. But 70,000 people were vaporised instantaneously. Uh, the mushroom cloud reached an altitude of 60,000 feet, which is twice the height, almost twice the height of what commercial airlines fly at today. Fuck. It's enormous. Approximately 25% of the city was engulfed in a firestorm, which took zero prisoners. Yeah. It doesn't care. Even though the bomb was bigger than Hiroshima, the death toll was actually less. It was a, a mere... Because it wasn't a direct hit, was it? So? Yeah, a mere 170,000 people. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's just nuts, isn't it? Yeah. In two bombs, that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. So those that survived, they, they suffered the most hor- like horrific injuries. Terrible, terrible burns. Like mm. Skin's just hanging off you. It's just... I mean, the images are rough. I think I'd rather die than a t- even... a. The pain that these people were going through. Yeah. And there's no one there to help you. You can't go to the hospital. No. It doesn't exist. No. Yeah, it's gone. It's just, yeah, it's a bit of rubble, not even that. And, and the survivors were actually given a nickname. Um, so forgive my pronunciation. I think they were called Hibakusha, which literally translates to explosion effective people. <laughs> That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. It's a fucking horrible thing to do. Help them, don't laugh at them. Yeah. And so after the second bombing, the US basically said, listen, lads, we've got a shitload of these bombs. We're going to roll them out on your houses. We weren't fucking about when we said the complete destruction yeah. of your country. So are you going to throw in the towel? We ignored after the first one and we dropped another one like we said we are going to do. Come on, mate. Yeah. And he, Hirohito was like, yeah, props, boys. I'll probably quit now. Probably not worth going on. There's <laughs> yeah. not going to be anything left. I'll get me coat. Yeah, yeah. I'll, and wave me fucking flag. Uh, on the 14th of August, 1945, Japan surrendered. Now, Hirohito said this in his surrender speech. He said, the enemy has begun to employ a new and most cruel bomb, the power of which to do damage is indeed incalculable. Taking the toll of many innocent lives, we should continue to fight... If we do, not only would it result in the ultimate collapse and obliterating of the Japanese nation, but it would also lead to the total extinction of the human civilization. So he knows it's a yeah, it's, it's like wow. But but it's actually quite interesting when you read into why why he sort of said it like that because he was a literal god and took mm. no orders from anyone. That's why he was not surrendering. Yeah. yeah. So the he kind of like if you they gave him wriggle room to. Word it however he wanted. Do to. the fuck whatever yeah, you want. It's like honourably trying to get away. Yeah, honourably trying to um T- to quit. Basically. Tell your and people yeah. whatever you want to tell yeah. them. But if there's a single bullet coming out of a gun, there's another one on yeah, your yeah. ass. So he kind of like if you actually listen to what he's saying, he sounds a bit like he's saving the world. Yeah, but he's, yeah, because he's saying because we're going to stop because yeah, if we don't, it with the end of humanity. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, oh, you see, he's a god. He's helping yeah. everyone. Not really. Yeah, not he, really. He, he's doing his commands when it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was that, man. That was uh, they 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 threw the towel in. He got to save a bit of face. S- stopped a lot of people from being killed. 
And that was that. What happened to him then in the end? Because I don't know anything about. I, I know about him, but I don't know what happened to him after. Did he get done for anything, or did they just nah, let I him mean, fucking live his life? Yeah, and then I mean, not, yeah, just just surrender, mate. All right, we'll just fucking forgive everything. Yeah. Just fucking stop, stop this, this shit, fucking yeah. madness. Yeah. But there are some amazing survival tales like this one. Again, I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong. I think your geezer's name was Stumu Yamaguchi. Right. And he is one lucky fucking dude. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. Or unlucky, depending on how uh, you yeah, view yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He survived both of the atomic bombs. <laughs> <laughs> what a man. He was. Uh, he lived and worked in Nagasaki, and it was in the summer of 45. He was working in he was in Hiroshima on a business trip uh, on August the 6th he was getting ready to leave Hiroshima and realised he'd forgotten some like travel papers some visas or some yeah, shit because yeah. everything's on lockdown so he returned to his workplace he was three kilometres away from the little boy bomb when it went off he was literally 3,000 metres away from an atomic bomb when mm. it went off um, the explosion ruptured his eardrums he suffered I mean, horrendous burns, yeah, yeah. severe burns. I mean, no fucking shit. You're standing next to a nuclear bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, s- he spent the night, because there's no one there to help you. Yeah, yeah. You're on your own. Yeah, you're fucked. There's nothing left now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically, yeah. It's, it's the apocalypse. apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. You're dead. It's, it's horrendous. Yeah, it's fuck all there now, yeah. So he spent the night in a um, an air raid shelter, and uh, he returned to Nagasaki the next day. Now, get this, man. Despite his wounds, he went to work. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking around. He didn't even call in sick, mate. You survived an it's atomic probably, blast. probably would have been killed if he didn't, though. It's just, well, I mean, it nearly killed him returning <laughs> yeah, to work. Yeah, yeah, That's probably did, yeah, yeah. So even though he had, like, uh, horrendous burns and, and, and had a, an <laughs> atomic to, bomb dropped on his head. Work. I mean, we're pussies, man. Yeah. Like, oh, I've got a headache, my back's hurting. Look, I just had a nuclear bomb explode next to me. He's and I'm on fire still, and yeah. I'm going to work. He's next level. Yeah. He's literally radioactive. He's 3,000 <laughs> metres away from the first, the world's first atomic blast, he and is, he yeah. turned in for work. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he went back to work, signed in, and he, he, when he was in Nagasaki, he was uh, three kilometres away when the fat man struck. <laughs> 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 However, this time he was unhurt, it said. I okay. mean, I'm just, just there, yeah. Blind, just like, blind look, man. He was thrown 50 foot out of a fucking building. I mean, that's probably what unhurt means back then. Yeah, yeah. You've only lost both your legs. That's no injury. That's okay. You get back to work. It's it's uh he was actually the first recognised survivor of, of both of the bombings and he died in two thousand and ten. Oh, so did he? So yeah, it's fucking hell. That's what I thought. What, did he die like a year later from like radiation, yeah. like having like fucking lungs melted or whatever? No, yeah. oh, no fair play to him. But could you imagine surviving one bomb and then you you bug out, man, to a place where you think you're going to be safe, yeah. and another one and goes off? And you're fucked off. from that one. You, think, oh, fuck. you saw yeah, both, yeah, both live te- live live detonations. You saw them with your eyes. I mean, you you you'd view the world. And atomic weapons in such a different light to us. Yeah. Because we don't even know what they are. No. Well, they're just something that somewhere that fucks up people occasionally, once or twice, thousands of years ago. Nope, not this guy. He's fucking seen both of them. He fucking headed them as they come down. Yeah, yeah passed them on. <laughs> but these bombs are actually fucking tiny. I did a bit of research into size of um of current nuclear yeah. weapons and what the biggest one, the, the biggest... Uh, bomb ever deno- detonated was the Russian Tsar bomb. Its shockwave circled the Earth three times. Fuck. It's nuts, mate. The graphic I saw, uh, saw said that if it was dropped on Paris, nothing would remain within a 35-kilometer radius. Oh, my God. Nothing. Like, not like three kilometers like yeah, Hiroshima. 35. Nothing there. Gone. Everything gone. But we've refined them even more now. And modern-day nukes, because the Saibon was quite... Back in the day, that was... The modern day nukes, because um, they're not as powerful kiloton wise, but they are refined in, in such ways that if they detonate over a city, 
then they suspect with a lot of the ones that are in the, the um, Russian arse and, and the uh, and the Americans, a 50 mile, not kilometre, a 50, 50 mile, mile, that's here halfway between Birmingham and London. That's, uh, would, there'd be nothing. Yeah, so you only need to drop three on the UK and it's completely fucked, it's gone. Yeah, well, yeah. It's basically gone. It just it would be destroyed our economy. Just one anywhere would do. Yeah, well, just, yeah, just one. Like you say, if you wanted to destroy an economy... Um, that's it and not wipe them all out completely just drop one just drop yeah it's <laughs> terrifying the the side bomb was the equivalent of 57,000 tons of dynamite and the fireball was three miles wide um, but we don't just test bombs on earth there was a nuclear test carried out in space in oh. 1962 cool um, it turned huge areas of the earth's atmosphere into like blue and green mad colours it ionised the fuck out of the atmosphere basically yeah. and it bombarded it with radioactivity Um it's it's and there's also people like do you know like when the they started doing a lot of nuclear testing back in the day they mm. did it at Bikini Atoll which is where SpongeBob is yeah, that's yeah. why they're all mutants yeah because that's that, oh right that's yeah. what it is yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the um the government actually uh, continues to pay medical compensation for people that live there okay cool from all those years back a survey of chemical contents of babies' teeth. In 1961, revealed that teeth and bones of babies were becoming contaminated with radioactive material introduced to the environment via testing. And this is when they started going, I think we need to start fucking doing atmospheric and underground fucking tests, man. Yeah, yeah. This shit's getting out. Yeah. And But they also use nuclear weapons to date things um, because... Improving techniques, like when they look for like certain particular types of isotopes that are only created in nuclear blasts, like if, if a painting, for instance, if it contains certain isotopes, they know that it's that painting was was made after 1945 because okay. before it, the bomb didn't exist yeah, yeah. and you wouldn't have the isotopes in it. Oh, cool. So they're using it to age shit. That's how fucking prolific this yeah, shit this, is this in the atmosphere. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's just on random paintings, yeah. where is it? That where was, else that was is pre-nuke. it? Pre-nuke. it's terrifying mate post and pre-nuke but and that was that and now we're we're living in a world with everyone's just got everything ready because they're all pointing up ready to fucking rock and roll do you think it'll happen again um well black and nuclear a a proper nuclear bomb going off on civilians uh well it would affect civilians no matter where on purposely I don't mean by accident I mean on purposely like I wouldn't be surprised if um it might not be in our lifetime, but it might be. You never know. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody at least at least launches one and then it's intercepted. I th- yeah, I think I think you at the moment. I think you the closest people to doing it. It's even going to be something really random, like a country that you go, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Just completely out the blue, or it's going to be that fucking cheese gouty cunt. <laughs> yeah, he wants to like just for some reason be a knobhead. Kimmy. Yeah. Yeah, he might chuck one, but the, the, I mean, the dodgy hot spots. I don't think he's going to, though. I, I really don't. I, I think he knows. I think, well, of course he does. He knows that if he does that, um, it will either get blasted out the sky. If it oh, doesn't and it annihilates something, he's annihilated. It's the end, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, basically. You can't chuck them, man. That's just like... It's just it's insane. It's just nuts. You know, with no warning and no reason to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> fucking insane. So that's the episode. Um, crack cushions, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You need to get your shit sorted and go and check crack cushions out. Yeah. Christichi. Yeah. Get them in your life. You can see them on our Instagram and we put them on Facebook. You can check them out on Etsy on all good social media. I think the good cushion would be a, a nuclear bomb, right, um, on the cushion. And just don't be a cunt. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Simpelage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carousel Sniper, as yeah. always. Go yeah. check them out. Sniper Ruse. Well done, Jack. Yeah. And well done, Sean. It yeah, was a, a valiant effort by everybody. Uh, and we look forward to finding out who the Fox could attempt to do it next. Yeah, yeah. Just it should be uh, it couldn't, shouldn't it? Uh, yeah, did, um, did, did you uh, do the podcast of the week? Podcast of the week? Did you do that? This week is stupid. Alex. I don't Alex. think you did, did you? What? And did Andy. No, no, I didn't know. Alex, Alex and Andy. This po- get get involved with that. that if, you, if you're not... If you haven't seen the pictures of uh, Andy with his tits out on the... On the Facebook uh, page, <laughs> with the with the um, robots fry stickers on his nipples, you're missing out, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Well, well yeah, that's surely the most comedy you need on an evening. Get involved, uh, Lower Than Bones band, as always. Ben had some good uh, good series of uh, messages with Ben, and we talked about some incredibly strange things. Oh, cool about well, no, it's between me and Ben. Only okay. me and Ben, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, it pops on my, on my thing, but I haven't oh, looked at it then, yet. Oh, you know then, yeah. It's only I haven't looked at it yet, though. Haven't you? Well, have yeah. a read. You'll probably be thinking, what the fuck the were you not talking I've about at 7 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, I've got, uh, I've, I've got a reading age of about 6, haven't I? So, Doesn't matter. So when, uh, when I see something which is more than two lines, I go, oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's oh, my role. Well, ladies and gentlemen, sorry about being hungover, but that's what happens yeah. when it was your birthday two days ago. Yeah. Where's my boob pictures? Yeah. I've got boob pictures off blokes. Yeah, yeah. Off women. What's going on? Come on, man. Sort it out. Yeah. Uh, see you all next week. Yeah. Bye. Enjoy, everyone. Enjoy. Enjoy.